Welcome to season two of Sadie's Divorced and Happy Podcast, where I talk about life after divorce with a playful, fresh, out-of-the-box perspective. Every episode includes burning questions, spicy conversations, and tips to happiness. Are you ready for an amazing act two? Then join me on today's episode. It's time to get your new beginning started. Well, whether you celebrated Valentine's Day this week or Galentine's Day this week or both, I hope that you have had some delicious fun. I'm going to guess you've also worn some red this week. Am I right? Maybe a scrumptious red sweater or a dashing red tie or, you know, maybe some red boxers, right? Wink, wink. Well, I also hope you've had something uh, deliciously red to eat, like some red candy or a red velvet cupcake, or maybe you've enjoyed some red wine. I mean, you're divorced. Enjoy yourself. Have fun this week. Make it what you want it to be. I am also excited to tell you about something else that is red, and that is the red room. The red room. You heard about it at the top of the show, and I've been waiting to tell you all about this unique experience and what better time than Galentine's Day week. So all women are invited to the Red Room, whether you're single or divorced or married, you are welcome to join in on this one-of-a-kind monthly online gathering. And together, you and I, we're going to unabashedly delve into an array of sensual and erotic and sexy topics in a non-judgmental space. Very important. So I want you to treat yourself and visit my website to learn more about the Red Room experience. It's way more delicious than a book club, and we're going to build some unique community together. And I cannot wait. I'm so excited. The spicy fun starts on Wednesday, March 16th, and we're going to meet every third Wednesday of the month through August. So again, treat yourself and visit divorcedandhappy.net to learn more about the Red Room. And do you know what else is more delicious than a book club? Well, talking to a divorced dad about hearts and parts and sexual intimacy in the bedroom. And today's candid chat is going to cover a lot of assumptions I know that I have personally made when it comes to men and sexual intimacy, and perhaps, maybe, possibly, you've made some yourself. Well, listen in as my guest, divorced recovery coach, Frank Ortega, shares his own sexual renaissance, yes, men have them too, after divorce, and talks about what sexual intimacy looks like for him now in his act too. I know, mm, it's going to be so fun. So let's get this intimate chat started with some burning questions. Burning questions. Let's turn up the heat for 60 seconds. Well, I am so excited to turn up the heat today with my guest, spicy recovering divorce coach from the state of Texas, Frank Ortega. Frank, how are you? Are you sizzling um, over there? I am. I'm doing so good. So good. It's been nice over here in Texas lately, actually. Nice and cool. I'm so happy for you. We've been freezing. I'm actually wearing my long underwear underneath my shirt today. I know just for you, Frank. 
feel my pain, please. It is February in Minnesota. What are you going to do? It is what it is, but we're going to spice it up right now with these burning questions. All right, Frank, I'm going to put 60 seconds on the clock and these questions have been tailored just for you. Are you ready? Awesome. Let's go. Okay. How many times a week would you like to have sex? Every day. What do you do that's romantic? Uh, I like to cook dinner with rose petals and candles. What's your favorite line from a movie? Ooh, if you're not first, you're last, Talladega Nights. Being a divorce recovering coach is like? The best thing on earth. Would you rather talk about your feelings or talk about your taxes? <laughs> feelings. <laughs> Have you ever given a woman flowers on Valentine's Day? Yes, and on not Valentine's Day, most how, important. How about lingerie? I've never given lingerie. Ooh, Frank, an idea. I'll file that away. On a scale of one to 10, how much do you enjoy romance? Above 10. I'm a Hispanic, Latino blood, so like 30. <laughs> Sexual intimacy is delicious because... Connection. Connection. All right. Well, Frank, we are going to lean in together today. I, as you might know, but the listener for sure knows if he or she's been listening to my podcast for a while now, I love to talk about sex after divorce, Frank. It's one of my favorite <laughs> topics because I, after my divorce, had such a sexual renaissance. I just really came into my own comfort around sex. And so I am so curious today. I've talked to a lot of divorced dads on this podcast about emotional intimacy and emotional intelligence and co-parenting and so many other lovely topics about life after divorce, but never have I ever on this podcast talked to a divorced dad about sexual intimacy after divorce. So you are my first. Ooh, spicy. I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right. So we are going to keep this conversation very candid and loose today. I know the listener is really going to find it delicious. First of all, you have to share sex after divorce. It's pretty fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it I think sex in general, right? And I guess it just depends on everyone's story. Like I was a very sexual being even before. And so it's just kind of like, um, I just keep evolving in that area, I guess you could say. Well, I want to hear all about that evolution because I don't really talk about this with men so much as I do with women. I think women mm -hmm. after divorce, because we're, we're older, we're not in our twenties yeah. when we're usually, when you get divorced, you're not in your twenties, you're in your thirties, forties, fifties, even 60s now with gray divorce, right? And so mm -hmm. as a woman, it's like you're much more comfortable with yourself and your body and you kind of figured things out a little better on, you know, your sexuality and oh my gosh, after divorce, you're just ready to have some fun. So is it like that for the divorce dad? Come on, Frank, tell us. Is yeah. it so... Uh, again, I think it depends. It really does depend. Like for me and my marriage, we we were having sex quite quite a bit, almost every single day. Sometimes two to three times a day. And How long so were you married, Frank? I was married for three years. Okay, that's why. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm so glad we squared that away because we're all like our jaws dropping. But anyway, thank you for. Helping us out there. <laughs> yeah. And, and so for me, it was just like, I don't know. Like, that's why it's like some people get that experience of like they came from a dry season, literally. Oh, yes. Dry season. Oh, yes. And then it's like the floodgates open. Right. right. And so it's like a big old me, buffet. <laughs> the most tasty buffet ever. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I think it just really depends on the person and it depends what kind of relationship you created in that past, you know. So after your divorce, mm -hmm. what was the sex like? 
Okay, so come on, um, Frank. It's, I mean, it's really, a season really, of, of romance. Come on, Frank, give it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, really, really good. Really, really mm. good. And it's um. So like, I have a current girlfriend, and I've had to really, really um be vulnerable as a man. Right. And a lot of times we think vulnerable has to be like emotions and all these things. Sure do. But sometimes and, and vulnerability is fine. That's a good thing. Yes. Yeah, it's true. But sometimes vulnerability is taking risks as a man. Right. And so when you get the the massage oil, when you get the handcuffs, the blindfold, mm, when you set yummy. the mood, Frank. you get the music. Right. <laughs> I'm just I'm wonder just your name is last name is so spicy. Look at you over there. The handcuffs, <laughs> the blindfolds. So, mm. You're yeah, speaking my language, so Frank. It, anyway, yeah. <laughs> but that would have never happened had I not been um, willing to risk being vulnerable. And once you overcome divorce, you pretty much feel like you can overcome anything, honestly. I agree. And so apply that to every area in your life, including intimacy, physical intimacy. So what? Try it. Risk it. Right. And if she denies it, then it just means that she's not being feeling secure right now. So then how can you offer more security and be vulnerable again? So, yeah, it's been really good. OK, we're going to back up before the girlfriend entered the picture okay. because you're, you've been divorced since 2020. Yes. That's what you shared earlier. OK, so a couple, just mm -hmm. a couple of years. Hardly. Yeah. Right. So yeah. before the, the girlfriend entered the picture, you were dating mm -hmm. and, and yeah. having sex, maybe. Yes. Sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So a little bit about myself and yes. I don't want to go too deep because I know we're, we're trying to keep this more light and whatnot. Right. Right. But I struggled. I struggled with sexual addiction for a very long time. No, I'm happy very to long. talk about that today. Yeah. It was You're like not alone. That You know, that's why we're having this conversation. We're talking about all the things. Yeah. And so that was like my coping mechanism. Like I didn't go to drugs. I didn't go to alcohol. I didn't like rarely even porn too. I just, I ran to sex and I was able to get it and hide it. Right. And so coming out of the divorce, I noticed that I started using that to cope and I caught myself and I said, this is not how I want to cope because I want to like, just learn how to do it in a healthy way. Right. And so then I just, I remember addressing my pastors and I'd message him. I was like, bro, literally leaving, like dropping off the girl that I was like hooking up with at the time. And just being like, bro, this is not who I want to be, man. Like, I know what I'm doing. Like, I know why I'm doing it. And I just, I want to build a little bit more character in myself, right? And so after that moment, if I'm being honest, like it kind of dried up a little bit, but it's because I chose to do that because I had lived in such a uh, wet season, we could say, sure. for so long. You know what I'm saying? So for you, and I appreciate your your vulnerability in sharing this today. So for you, it sounds like sex was a, a way to cope. And I think that is for a lot of people after divorce yeah. because it feels good, Frank. Yes. And, 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 and there's that fine line where you get to enjoy that feeling but also it sounds like you knew yourself well enough to know, okay, I'm using this pleasure, this pleasurable experience, maybe a little too much. And I maybe need to find other ways to soothe myself and feel better. Yes, exactly. And that was just for me personally, right? Um, that's just what I felt that I needed in that season. Um, and then I remember, cause I have a deep conviction of like, you know, sex before marriage, commitment, all those things. But I also remember getting to a place, even with my girlfriend, where I was like, now I know with her, even before we started dating, I was like, I want to have sex with you, but it's not because I'm using you because when I'm using it to cope, I'm using the person is what I felt. Yes. Right. Might not be good for it, true for everyone, but for me, that was. Sure. And when I got to that place where I was like, man, I actually enjoy this human. Man, I'm actually connecting with this human. And now I want to give her more of me. Then I feel like that's even made it 
easier to be vulnerable in that area with her than to just get in and get out. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> so that leads it's a great segue to this question I have. So do you think, Frank, mm-hmm. that great sex requires emotional connection? Uh, hmm. what, what do you think? Um, I have thoughts, but I want to hear yours first. <laughs> I have thoughts, Frank. I sure do. It, it's almost like yes and no, because it just depends. It depends on the emotional connection, because even if you're just quote unquote effing someone. Right. And we you, we have some great experiences doing that. Yes, we sure do. They're, and they're, and I think it's OK to have those experiences. I don't we don't need to shame ourselves about that. We're sexual yeah. beings. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you just want it, carnal sex, Frank. And that's exactly. I think that's just fine. <laughs> exactly. And I even, I've enjoyed it. I'll be honest. I even say that with uh, with the current girl that I'm with. Right. I tell her, I'm like, hey, sometimes I don't want to make love. Sometimes I want to just get to it, you know, Um, rip her clothes off. Yes. Yeah. And so I think you can have great sex without an emotional connection. But I think the some of the sex that we like um, crave and desire the most, most frequently comes with emotional connection uh, and it creates emotional connection. I agree. So, okay, here's we're going to add a layer. We're going to add a fun layer, Frank. Okay, here we go. I I really like this. I know. All right. Okay. Do you think that because I totally agree with you, I have had amazing sex with people I had no emotional connection with. And after the fact, I'm like, did I really have great sex with that? Like, I don't need to talk to this person. Let's just go right into the bedroom and have our fun. I don't need to talk to you. But, but I do think my experience, Frank, and I want to hear yours because we're keeping it real today, which is my preference. I think that when you have that emotional connection with someone, you trust them to want to do things that maybe in the bedroom you wouldn't want to do with someone you didn't trust so much. Absolutely. You know, to try like the handcuffs and the role play and whatever what's your whistle, so to speak, that maybe you wouldn't want to do with someone you didn't really have that, at least as a woman, like I need to have some security emotionally with someone if I'm going to do some creative things in the bedroom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there's there's so many different types of people out there. Like, I mean, I've, I've done some pretty wild things with people that I had no emotional connection with. Right. And it was just because that's what they wanted. That's what I wanted, which in in essence almost is an emotional connection. It's just not a deep one, not a deep, intimate one. It's just like for the, this is what we're here for. And I, I had those, but I will say it's like, I think I even commented on one of your posts before that, like people that are in lasting relationships, it's shown that they have better sex. And if that's not anyone's experience that's listening right now, then you need to get intentional about it. And hopefully your partner gets intentional about it. Because when you got two people that are intentional about connecting, being vulnerable and exploring and expanding, like things get really good really fast. So expand on that when it comes to vulnerability for you and the bedroom as a man. Yeah. So vulnerability in the bedroom as a man is communicating your wants and needs and your desires, right? In in a way like bite that, me here. <laughs> like, yeah, like like, like lick my like, neck. Like is that what we're talking about? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And that's like, a vulnerable it, thing for you as a man. Yes. I okay, think interesting. See, I wouldn't have assumed that, but I appreciate you enlightening me today. Yeah, I, th- I think for 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 most men, it, it is a vulnerable thing because then you um you put yourself at a risk of rejection, right? Oh. And then and then you just so that is what vulnerability is in essence is you're putting yourself out there and you might get rejected, right? And so it can even be something like I mean I don't do this, but I know some some people that do like some dudes that like 
you know, they're like butthole being tickled and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, for them. Yeah. For no judgment from me. Not not for Frank Ortega, but for them. Go for it. Guys are interesting (laughs) about their back doors, but that's another conversation. (laughs) Or we can talk about that later too. You know, anything goes today. So, but, but think of it, think about that, right? That might be for a man, something that's very risky to ask for that they might get shut down with so once you begin to ask for like small things and it's reciprocated then you're able to be more vulnerable and then that's what think about it that's what leads to great sex it's oh man i communicated this which was a risk and it was met so now let me communicate another risk and now it's met and next thing you know you are you know i have this term that i teach my men i'm like be the man that she would cheat on you with like as as her man be the same man that she would cheat on you with which means like take it to the next level take the flirtation to the next level be be vulnerable and risky and courageous in that area and in other areas you know what i'm saying so do you think when you're vulnerable that way sexually that that inspires you motivates you to be more vulnerable emotionally are those two connected for you because you know obviously the 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 title of the podcast today is called hearts and parts and i think a lot of (laughs) women assume that men can completely detach their heart from their parts we know what parts i'm referring to i'm using my finger (laughs) and pointing to to frank but we all know what parts i'm talking about so i don't know if i buy that anymore i don't know if men can just completely detach their hearts from their parts but i want you to talk talk to me about it absolutely Absolutely not Give Absolutely me more, Frank. Not. Let's it, hear it. it. It's it's impossible. This is. I mean, I work with so many men and so many so many women, and each person says the exact same thing about the other person. I'm like, you guys are all saying the same thing, but you're different sexes, which shows me that men cannot just have sex and it not be emotional at all. There is some sort of heart in that place because when a man is is having sex, that's how they connect that's how they feel connected mm-hmm. especially men that cannot talk that mm-hmm. aren't in tune with their feelings and it hurts when they me a little connect. bit when you say that it hurts me a little bit that hurts me a little bit but anyway <laughs> yeah I, you know can't. i just want men to have more comfort around their emotions but me me too and that's we're what getting I there baby the steps we're all getting there well we'll get you a one percent man here one of these days oh look at you frank making promises <laughs> on the podcast i'm right i'm gonna take my fancy pen and write that down today frank <laughs> promised me dot 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 <laughs> but um yeah no it's it's not possible it's just like it's a deep desire for a man and if it's a deep desire, that means it's coming from the heart. And yes, there it might it might be muddled by a bunch of pain, by a bunch of rejection, by abandonment, by trauma, by all that stuff. But at the end of the day, you truly are giving part of your heart. And we know that as men. That is why I dealt with what I dealt with. And whenever I was coping, I identified and I was like, I don't want to give that part away right now because it's, a, it's so near and dear to my heart. And that's why I made that decision, because it's all about your heart. And you know it is. That's why it's better when you have an emotional connection because it's happening from the heart. It's not just that part pe- like working. And I will say this. Please. A man will stop having sex with a disrespectful woman. Why is that? Even if she's sexy, doesn't matter. If she's disrespectful and if she's not caring and if she's not empathetic, right, he will stop having sex with her. Why? If, it, if it's all about the is part. Is this a rhetorical question? Do you want me to try and answer? <laughs> I know it's a rhetorical question. Yeah. I think respect is huge for men. They need, they, uh men need that. Women too, but men need that. Yes. Yeah. So you got to get to the man's heart before you get to the part. That's really how it works. Even, even when a man. Really Frank. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, no, because think about it. Okay, I'm, even I'm, I am thinking about it, and that's why I'm asking, really, Frank? Yeah, even if you're co- complimenting the man, you're hitting his heart. Even if you're talking him up, you're hitting his heart. Even if you're giving him physical touch, which might be part of his love language, you're right. hitting his heart. You see what I'm saying? And so you always go to the heart before you get to the part. It's just it's it's just how it works. And so anybody who says men just want sex, no. You could be a boss babe. And then as soon as you have like that great body, but you turn to disrespectful or then the man's not going to want to. I'm sorry. It's 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 going to happen. I don't care how hot you are. The man's going to be like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. But you don't you don't do it for me. And it's because of the heart piece. Do you feel as a man you've had more sexual freedom than women have? Um, Define that. Freedom to be a sexual freedom. being, free, freedom to talk about sex, freedom to have lots of sex. I mean... Yes, yes, yes and no. Yes, because men aren't frowned upon when they sleep around a lot. You know I'm saying. Um, oh, I'm familiar, no. Frank. <laughs> yeah. And and also I would say no, because sex is determined by the woman or it should be. If not, it's against the law. And so sexual freedom for a man is literally dependent on a woman's choice. And so that's why I say yes and no. See what I mean? No, I completely track with that. So one one topic that I've talked about a lot with women, and I would love to bring it up today with you and, and get your reaction is, I would love, and I've talked about this with men too, with men too. I would love for men to have more freedom to be emotional beings. And I would Mm -hmm. love for women to have more freedom to be sexual beings and that we can come in the middle and be fully human. That's a, Mm -hmm. like a real hot topic for me. I love it so much. In fact, that I have created a space for women to have that freedom and it's called the red room. Can I tell you a little bit about the red room? Tell me about the red room. I know it's kind of spicy. You're going to like it. So the the red room (laughs) is a space. It's like a book club, but more delicious. We all know what a book club is. You have a book, you come together and you talk about the book, but you really don't talk about the book. I mean, the whole idea is to be together and just talk about whatever you really want to talk about. So the red room, we will have a book to use as a tool, but it's really a space for women to talk about sexy and sensual topics and learn how to become more comfortable in the bedroom and to try new things and explore new things and ask the questions that they, you know, really want to ask or ask their girlfriends, you know, behind closed doors. But now it's like a safe space. There's no judgment. I think women, I will tell you this, Frank, when I was telling my stories about dating and sex after divorce with my married friends, the looks they gave me, what? I mean, their eyes would get bigger and bigger and bigger. Like you're doing what? (laughs) What's happening to you? And I felt the judgment and I didn't want to talk about it with them anymore. But really, it was their discomfort, not mine. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I have created a space called the Red Room for women to come together in a non-judgmental space and support each other to be sexual beings. Because guess what? We are. So what would for men, what would be the Red Room around like emotional? Like, what would that look like? What would be the Red Room for the guy? The Red Room for the guy would be a one percent men's group honestly what is that it's, uh, it's, it's you've been saying that, that we all want to know we're curious yeah. you're good at planting yeah. the seed frank <laughs> we want to hear what it <laughs> is yeah so uh, the one percent men's coaching group is literally just men that meet with me every single monday on zoom at 8 30 p.m central and it's a safe place to talk about what you're actually feeling not what you should feel not what people think you should handle situations but what's actually going on deep down inside without there being shame or any sort of, hey, you've got to man up, right? Now, it's a a lot different with emotions, though, because with emotions, 
is um, no woman wants an emotional man. They want a vulnerable man and a man that can connect emotionally. But if you have a man that's overly emotional all the time. And I mean, just cannot get it together. Can that be with expressing too much anger? Overly emotional? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And okay. even with anger, it's like I teach my men. This is how I get them to deeply connect with their emotions. I'm like, when you're angry, you're not angry. That's a projection. You're actually experiencing fear, shame, or hurt. So what are you actually feeling, bro? You see what I mean? And then they're like, that's when that's when the tears come up. It always starts with, man, it just pisses me off. The da -da -da -da. And then I'm like, fear, hurt, or shame? Which one is it? Normally it's hurt. Normally it's fear. Man, I'm just, and that's when the tears start coming up. And that's when I got to their, their heart. That's where I got to their spirit, right? And so the more that men come into like groups like that, into a space like that, and they're able to not just, project but then have someone that's actually mediating that can be like hey bro what's actually happening and give them the tools to discover it guess what now the fighting and the relationships it changes it's not babe i'm pissed off it's babe i'm hurting or i'm scared because of this now you can connect connection mm -hmm. emotional intimacy sexual intimacy the red room the one percent group i love it to coming together Let's high five each other. Let's have a ball, my Frank. Oh, look at us. Look at, look at you know, really though, look at divorce has given us. Yeah. Isn't that incredible? That's powerful. It's, it's phenomenal. We wouldn't be having this conversation had we never been divorced, Frank Ortega. That is the truth. But I have to I ask this, know. since we're talking about sexual intimacy specifically today, but mm -hmm. I love that you shared all that. It's beautiful and delicious. But how have you benefited as a man because of your sexual freedom? Because I know as a woman, I have benefited greatly because I've had freedom to be an emotional being. I've had freedom to express my feelings and my hurt and my shame. And as a woman, culture gives that to me. Society says, yeah, you're a woman. You get to have feelings. You get to cry. Mm -hmm. I don't really have the freedom to be as much of a sexual being as I would like, mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm working on that. And I am, I am waving the red flag for the red room. So more women and I can have these conversations. And I love how you're doing that for men, but how have you as a man benefited from all the sexual freedom that you've had your whole life? I think I've just gotten to find like what I, what I like and what I don't like, honestly, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to really think about it because my mind goes to like, um, it goes to like, Hey, too, too, too much freedom can actually be captivity sometimes. And that's where I ended up in. Yes. I, heard that, from, I heard that earlier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that, that's where, that's where I ended up. I mean, like my body count, like it's just, there is no count at this point. Right. And it's because of, of, of what I was doing. And so to me, I almost see it as like, dang, man, like I like the freedom in a relationship more than I did being single. Because when I was single for me personally, it caused more, more heartache um, and more problems than when you're in a relationship. And I finally grew the balls to be vulnerable. Then I started actually experiencing sexual freedom that is like rewarding in the long run. Right. And so I think like for me, the freedom was I know what I like. I know what I don't like. And I got gained some really good moves. Um, but <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but uh, I mean, that's to me, that's it personally. And I think it's just kind of like, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully that answers your question. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I apologize for telling your story. So it sounds like being in relationship has really allowed you to blossom around your sexual intimacy mm -hmm. that in a different way than when you were married, even 
Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to form this question in my head, but what I'm receiving from your vulnerability and your disclosure is that you've been on a journey and sex looked a certain way in your marriage. It looked a certain way when, when you were first divorced and just playing the field. And now it looks very different. And I want to understand that journey. That, yeah. Yes. So I, I believe I believe it's because in the relationship, it's the same for, for men as it is for women. You need that safety and that security, right? Um, and so I believe that's, I believe that's why. And also I met, but you didn't have that in your marriage. Who, like you do now, you didn't have that safety no. and secure. Okay. So that's, that's no. a difference because you were married, yeah. but you didn't have that. You had lots of sex, but you didn't have that emotional safety or security as yes. that you'd have now. Yeah. And honestly, I think there's a difference between emotional safety and security and sexual emotion, like security and safety. I, I really do because you can be emotionally safe and secure with someone, but then sexually they might be like, Oh, I don't know. Right. And then they become a little judgy when you throw out an idea. But when you meet someone who you find emotional safety and security and sexual emotional insecurity, I think that's massive. I think that's where I think that's where freedom actually is. Oh, I think it is so delicious. I have found it. It is rare, but I have found it. It is so fun. It, it is, is the best. <laughs> it, it, is it is the is best, fun. Frank Ortega. <laughs> because you actually have fun. It's like you're with a f- with your best friend that you trust so much, and you're down. You're down to do like do it all whatever, the things. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But then you might have someone who's like emotionally safe and secure, and then you're like, "Ooh, what if this?" And then they're like, "Are you serious? I can't believe you even think that way." And you're like, "Well, good God, woman! Like, I'm sorry. I guess like, what's going on? I came to you with that. I was vulnerable. You." Were rejected it so now that peace leaves right right? and now i have to guard and i gotta i gotta Mm. protect it so that's what i think that is why i experienced more freedom um in a committed relationship than i ever did honestly when i was married and playing the field oh lady lister i hope you are listening to that file that away yes i have learned that um because i have had quite a body count too since my divorce because i was really detached when I was first like right out of the out of the game I was just like I'll take that and that and that and that and that like just check it off the list boom 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 I gotta tell you you have such a pure heart and such a good spirit I I love talking to you thank you but it's true I mean I was just like I'm gonna do that and then I'm gonna do that and I was I wasn't attached emotionally i was like whatever but now i'm like yeah i want i want what frank ortega has i want both i want all of it all of the good things yummy yeah and i think it's it's seasons right like like we a lot of us shame ourselves and we guilt ourselves and we like stop forgiving ourselves and we don't have grace on ourselves because we see something as life but it's Mm. not it's all seasons so if you recognize that I'm in this type of season. Absolutely. If you're so I have no issue with anyone being in that season, by the way, you mm-hmm. go for it and, and have that experience and learn and grow and, and enjoy it. It's delicious. But I am not in that stage anymore. I want the emotional and I want the sexual. I want it all. Yeah. And that's that's where you experience true freedom. Right. I agree. At, at the at the end of the day, I really do think so, because now it's like how, how much more like where, where else can we take this thing? Yes. And now you got to it's like, you know, for example, um, back in high school, I played basketball and um, before high school, I was playing basketball with the same dudes. We would play every summer after school all the time together. So by the time we got into high school, we were forced to be reckoned with because we were so used to playing with each other like 
like I knew where the knew each other's moves. Exactly. Exactly. Imagine that same thing in the bedroom. Like once you get a partner that you're saying, oh, hey, we've been we've been doing this for a minute. How how, what else can we do? How how much Mm. further can we take this? Now you're not just confident in yourself, but you're confident in this. And when you're confident in something, you show up way better than if you're feeling a little bit insecure, a little bit anxious. You see what I'm saying? I do. I love all of this freedom that we experience after divorce. We've done some internal work. So mm-hmm. delicious. All right, Frank, I could go on. This is like one of my favorite topics, Frank, if you haven't figured that out in the last half an hour. <laughs> but now, how can the listener experience you more? That's what I want to know. How can the listener find you and, and learn about your, your coaching recovery uh, classes, one-on-one coaching, your 1% group, all of that? I must have a website. Yeah. I know you're on Instagram. Yeah. It, yeah. So I would say go, go to my Instagram, follow me there, send me a message. It's at divorced recovery coach. So divorced as in past tense recovery coach. Um, and you find me there, send me a message. Uh, I respond to all of my messages. Sometimes it does take me a while because it is quite a bit of messages that I get on the daily basis, but I always end up responding. And so message me on there. I'd love to connect. Yeah. My 1% men's group, it started off as helping men recover from divorce, but now it's like, it's just life coaching and relationship coaching and everything in general. So bring whatever thing you're dealing with, and I'm going to help you find a solution. And it's a solution that's true and genuine to you. I don't tell anyone what they're supposed to do. I listen. Coaches I don't listen do that. To, that is right. right. Exactly. Yeah. I listen to their spirit and their spirit tells me what it is that they want to do. And then I help them get there and check out my page. Phenomenal stories. People recovering from their heartbreak in 30 days. And it's just, it's just insane what's happening. I'm so privileged to do that and just serve people just like you're serving people in a completely different way. And yes. I love it because it's still the same though. It's still the same. You're helping them find more about them themselves. You're helping them expand and evolve and connect with them because you got to connect with yourself before you can connect with somebody else sexually anyways. That is so and correct. so I love, I love. Yes. What doing. So we're going to connect our hearts and our parts, Frank. <laughs> and on that note, you take good care. Let's stay in touch. I love it. We will. All we right. Definitely will. Thanks again. Great to have your story and your energy on the podcast today. Thank you for having me, Sadie. Okay. That was just so much fun. I had a lot of fun. I hope you had fun listening to that conversation. I'm curious, what did you learn that maybe you uh, didn't know prior to listening to Frank's story? I love my heart to hearts with divorced dads. And if you're a divorced mom listening, I hope you have a friend that is a divorced dad and you can have a spicy conversation like this with him and vice versa, because it's so important to have these candid conversations so that we can learn from each other and stop making assumptions about the other's experience, right? So thank you Frank, again, for your transparency, you have given me, and I'm going to guess the listener, a lot to think about, and we appreciate you. You can learn more about Frank by visiting my show notes. Of course, follow him on Instagram and visit his website. He's awesome. All of this talk about red rooms and men being vulnerable in the bedroom and connecting our hearts with our parts is making me feel especially happy, which makes it the perfect time to share a tip to happiness with you. Sadie's tips to happiness. 
if you've been listening to this podcast for a while now, you know, obviously that I love talking about happiness, especially after divorce. I want everyone to know that there is so much happiness to be experienced after divorce. And so I have created a free tips to happiness that you can now download on my website. Again, visit divorcedandhappy.net. You will find it right on the homepage, right in the center of the homepage. And so treat yourself and enjoy that today. My tip to happiness today, this week of Valentine's Day, Galentine's Day, is this. I want you to practice safe sex after divorce. Whether you're in the bedroom having sex or out of the bedroom having sex, I want to make sure that you are being safe. Frank's vulnerability today has inspired me to tell you a story about myself around this topic. In 2020, I had a hometown visit. I had a gentleman friend come and see me here in St. Paul, Minnesota. We had met in 2019 and we remained in touch. We had talked a lot throughout the year of the pandemic. We had become close friends. We already had an attraction and he came to visit me. And because I felt so comfortable with him emotionally, I chose to not have safe sex. I wasn't worried about getting pregnant because that shop had closed a long time ago. And I was naive to think that it would be okay because I trusted him. And I am not uh, saying anything negative about his character at all when I tell this story. It's just sharing this, this experience that I had so that you can take something away from it for yourself. So we had our fun, he left. And about a week later, I started to not feel so good. And of course it was the height of COVID. So I immediately thought, oh my gosh, I have COVID. So when I got tested, I didn't have COVID. And then I began to connect the dots. So I got tested for STIs. And three days after my test, I got the phone call that nobody ever wants to get. And I was told that I had an STI. Well, I immediately started sobbing because I was overwhelmed by that news. I'd never had one before. Fortunately for me, the one that I had, and I'm going to have you do your homework. I'm not going to tell you right now which one I had, but I want you to do your homework because the one I had, I, I could just take antibiotics. So if you don't know which STIs are resolved by antibiotics, I want you to do your homework after this episode and find out. And then I had to make that awkward phone call and tell him that he had probably given me an STI. And again, no judgment because it's so common to have an STI if you don't have protected sex or sometimes even if you do, right? So he and I had a very awkward conversation, but he and I remained friends after the fact. So that was good. But it still, it taught me a lot that unless I am in a monogamous relationship, I have no business not practicing safe sex. If you are having sex and you are not monogamous, I encourage you to always use protection. I feel so passionately about this topic that I also posted about it on Instagram with more safe sex tips after divorce. And you can find those on my Instagram page at Sadie's Divorced and Happy. I'm all about having great sex after divorce. I just want you to be safe. I hope this week of love and friendship brings you so many delicious things like some spicy safe sex and also great emotional connection. And my favorite, a combination of the two. Yum! And I especially hope this heart-themed week brings you so much much happiness. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode and be sure to subscribe, rate, and of course, review the podcast. 
And I want you to be part of this playful life after divorce community by following me on Instagram and Facebook at Sadie's Divorced and Happy. Be sure to also visit my website, divorcedandhappy.net to download Sadie's eight tips to happiness. And you'll also find all of my podcast episodes on my website as well. If you found value in today's episode, or if you've been listening to the podcast for some time now, consider being an official sponsor. Just email contact at divorcedandhappy.net to learn more about this tasty opportunity. And speaking of tasty, you can also treat me to a cup of coffee. It's simple. Just visit buymeacoffee.com backslash Sadie Marie, and you can buy me a cup or two online. And I thank you in advance for your support. Again, I'm your host, Sadie Marie, and I look forward to connecting with you on the next spicy episode. Until then, be sure to treat yourself to some delicious act two fun.